Hello, and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Seeing us when we're weak, when we are without strength, you loved us and you released your son Jesus to die for us. Father, you want us to know who we are in Christ Jesus. You want us to walk in the authority you have given unto us in Christ Jesus. And as we fellowship this morning, Father, we pray that the eyes of understanding be enlightened in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, for in Jesus' name we are praying. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. If you have been enjoying the past two days, please just, just give a shout to the Lord. Just if you, have been, if you are enjoying the past two days. It's, really, it's been really, really amazing the past two days. You know, and Friday, we're looking at identity, you know, trying to get our mind to begin to think, you know, that, to see that we are not who we think we are or what, what people say we are. And on Saturday, we began to look at the dimension, of the, the different dimensions of success. You know, there's a way everyone, everyone wants to be successful in one thing or the other, but there's a way the world measures success, and there's God's acceptable way of success. God does not use uh, the worldly, worldly yastic, the yastic of the world to measure success. And it's quite sad that um, this is how the church seems to measure success. And, you know, we have many ministries now who tend to measure their success by the thousands of church members they have. And uh, you, you may hardly find up to 40 people out of 1,000 who you can say these are genuine children of God. That's quite sad. We're looking at less than 10% uh, of a congregation. But that's not a portion in the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. I'm really going to trust God this morning to help me, you know, deliver this message because it's quite, uh, uh, we've, we've covered a lot over the past two days. Today I want to talk about how to enforce your identity. Yeah. How to enforce your true identity. Uh, I'll, I'll, for the sake of many of us who are not uh, available on Friday and Saturday, I'll just try to do a, a, a brief recap. Then we get into how to do this. You know, Daddy said something, and that gave me, even though I said that he was trying to preach my message, uh, but that gave me the confidence that actually what I'm going to talk about today, the Lord wants me to talk about it. Praise God. Now, Daddy said we do things like we, 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 we have not really, really developed ourselves to really see the difference between ourselves and the world. One of the greatest challenges of the body of Christ today is that we still see ourselves as the world. When you put a believer next to somebody, a natural man who is unsaved, it will be very, very difficult for you to, 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 uh, to see the traits of Christ in him. And that's quite sad. I'm not, say, I'm not talking about the appearance, but we know what differentiates. We, we, you know, when a man is born again, he's a new creature. It carries the nature of God. It carries the nature of Christ. It carries the love of God inside of me. It does not carry envy, bitterness, competition inside of him. There's no anger in him. What abides in his heart is love of God. Praise God. So we get to the work, and it's, it's, it's quite sad if, if the believer is gossiping. Praise God. Bow the mountain one another. Even Jesus make us to understand when, when they accused him that he, he's a, he, he was driving out demons by the spirit of Beelzebub. And he was saying that, how can, de, how can the devil cast himself out? He said, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. So how do we expect ourselves to stand and to advance the kingdom of our father if we are divided against ourselves? Praise God. I've not started my introduction. I'm just, I'm just warming up. Everybody say, I love, love. Bratunday. <laughs> Say hi, love. Hi, Brother Tunde. Okay, I know you love me. So if I do the work of my father, some of you will not leave the church. You know, I was listening to Papa Egan this morning, and he talked about how the, a pastor said to his congregation that they should not sing a particular song of unbelief. And because the pastor said, because of that statement, many church members left the church. So sad. I have not come to really smile and play and laugh with us, but I've come to deliver the truth as the Lord wants me to deliver it. And it might be quite bitter, a lot of it. Praise the Lord. The Lord wants us to stand in the true identity, in who we are. He wants us to see who we are. Praise God. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Genesis. 
Genesis 1.26. Yeah, yeah, okay, let's go for it. Genesis 1.26. Yes, sir. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Amen. Praise God. Please, um, can you please just tell me if, you, if anyone among, among us dropped from heaven, you dropped from somewhere, or you just manifest into space. If we have anybody here, please raise up your hand. Um, if you agree with me that we are all created by God, please raise up your hand. I will count, though. Please raise up your hand, raise up your hand. I'm, I'm counting. Praise God. I didn't nobody. Stephen, your, your, oh, your boy, even your boy is raising his hand. <laughs> Praise God. Now, if you buy, um, if you buy any uh, electrical appliance, to understand how that appliance will work, to understand what it really meant for, what do you use to, to understand that? Did you say the manual? So do you, does it mean that, you know, how to understand the product properly you need the manual. You need to read what the uh, creator, the manufacturer says about it to be able to maximize and use it well. So let me ask you a question. Which, um, you, you know, I, I'm going to come back to this in a moment. So let me ask you a question. So why are you looking elsewhere to understand who you are? If your product, your car, your microwave and everything, you expect the manual, the manufacturer to tell, give you knowledge about it, you, you buy a microwave and you're not looking to go and meet, uh, meet uh, maybe a blacksmith to tell you how to use a microwave. If you, to your own mind, that sounds insane. So why are you looking somewhere else to really know who you are? And the Bible says that God himself said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the bread of the air, and you know, it goes on and on. Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter 1, verse, um, let's read from verse 2. To Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. Yes, go on. Has in these last days spoken to us all by his son. Yeah. Whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he has made the world. Verse 3. Who began the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. All right, thank you, sir. Hold on to Now, the Bible is saying to us, I'm, I'm going somewhere because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show us what we look like, who we exactly we look like. Praise God. They said I should come back here. Praise God. Now, is that who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. So if you want to see what God looks like, God says, the Bible says God made us in, our, in, in his own image after his likeness. So if you want to see what we look like, look at Jesus. You know, I asked this question over the weekend. I said, you know, let us talk about ourselves, describe ourselves. Someone said, you know, I'm, I'm energetic and these, these are good and those kind of things. Now, those things are good, talk, talking about our physical, you know, our outward personality and this kind of thing. But when somebody asks the believer, who are you? The first thing that should come in you is that I'm a child of God. I'm a spirit. I carry the nature and the power, the likeness of God. It's a mindset we have to maintain all the days of our lives. It makes so much difference when you are working in the authority, in the consciousness of who you truly are. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. So you may say nobody has seen God. But Jesus says nobody has seen God except the Father. But Jesus, but the Bible says to us, say Jesus being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. On that version says he's the exact representation of the Father. But how, so how do we, we can't be like Jesus. I will show you that you, they, 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 you, are, clo you are a cloned Jesus. You are a cloned Jesus. You are, Jesus lives in you. The nature, the ability, everything of Jesus lives in you. 
but why are we struggling? What's the hardest problem? Come, I mean, I can't, you know, many of us cannot, you know, most of the time, it's just like, you know, sometimes it's just like, am I still a Christian? Am, am I truly a Christian? Why do I think I'm even a Christian? If we're asking those questions, we, we need some serious Bible study to do and some serious praying to do. Praise God. So that's the beginning. Let's go forward. So let's go to Genesis 3, 7. Genesis 3, 7. Yeah. Then the eyes of both of them were open, mm -hmm. and they knew that they were naked. Okay. Now, I'm trying to cut short time. What happened in the book of Genesis 3? It talks about the fall of man, right? Um, you, when you get up, you can take your time to read it. We are Bible students here, so we should be familiar with these scriptures. In the book of Genesis chapter 3, now, the Bible says that... Uh, the serpent was the most cunning of all our cattle. He went, he walked up to Eve and said, did God really say you should not eat of the fruit of, this, of any tree in this garden? And he said, no, this particular one we should not eat. That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he said, he said we should not even touch it. And the devil deceived him. Ah, he said, let's go, let's go to uh, previous verses. Let's go to, I think, verse 3. Yeah, no. Let's check verse 3. And verse three. 3. Yeah. 3, 3. 3, 3, yeah. Genesis 3, yeah. verse 3. But of the fruit of the tree, which yeah. is in the midst of the garden, mm -hmm. God has said, you shall not eat it, yep. nor shall you touch it, lest Le you die. Okay, we're going, we're going to come there. Now, did God tell Adam that they should not even touch the tree? So where did, he, where did he get his own addition from? What I'm trying to pull out here is this. If we don't take our time to study and understand the word of God, understand it properly, we can be easily confused. We blame brother or brother Adam when we get to heaven. That's how, why did you say to mommy Eve that um, we should not even touch it? Um, Baba God only said we should not eat and this kind of thing. But let's go for, let's read further, sir. Yeah, so, for, for. so first of all. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will surely not die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open. Right. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Verse five. Uh, six, so, um, so when... So when the woman Six saw women. that the tree was good for food. Okay, let's take it um, one after the other. So when the woman saw, look, eyes, saw mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the tree was good for food. One. It was pleasant to the eyes. Pleasant to the eyes. Looks nice. And a tree desirable to make one wise. To make one wise. They wanted to be wiser. She yeah. took of its fruit and ate. She took of the fruit and ate. We'll come back to this point. We'll, that scripture, we'll come back to it because we want to find, we want to see for ourselves where the problem of identity crisis came from. And we want to see where we are now and how to reconnect ourselves back to the Father and walk in the confidence and the boldness that we have in Christ Jesus. I hate, you know, not many of us like to use the word hate, but I hate to see the Christian, Christian battered, controlled, manipulated, controlled, beaten and battered. Because they do not know who they are. They do not know who they carry. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, do you not know that Jesus Christ is in you? John 14.12, Jesus said, he said, he said, he that believes, he said, the works that I do shall he also do. He said, greater works than this shall he do because I go to my father. So every one of us here, they think I'm lying. 2 Corinthians 13.5. 2 Corinthians 13.5. 2 Corinthians 13.5. Yes, sir. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Yep. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Um, people of God, is that my Bible? Because you can say maybe my own is imported from China. Is that my Bible or what? The word, it said, do you not know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you? I feel like just jumping down and just hitting myself on the floor, like, seriously? And we are here where we are. He said, do you not know that Jesus Christ is in you? Anything you manifest in your life, whichever way you see yourself or your work that is contrary to what Jesus carries and what Jesus demonstrates is falsehood. And somebody will say, see, bro, Tunde, the guy is just too proud. I'm not proud. I'm just conscious of what I carry because I will not allow one fear, one stupid, one stupid demon from anywhere to come and harass me and oppress me. 
Jesus went to the cross to die for me. The Bible says that having the same principalities and powers, it made a public spectacle of them. He defeated all these guys for my sake. So I will not allow the devil to come and rob me of what has been given to me now. Now. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. I feel like being American. Nah. No, no, no. Do that. No, no, no. Romans 5, verse 12 to 15. Are we in the spirit or we have gone home? Yes. Praise God. <laughs> if, your, if your mind has gone home, maybe you have some Tesco shopping to do afterwards. Please come back here. We have some serious business to do here. <laughs> Nobody, daddy, nobody's leaving this church today. Nobody will leave that door today without, it, without an increased consciousness that if the devil confronts me, I will put him in his place. That if anybody calls you this night, don't answer their call. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Because you must be able to take your stand and say, you know what? I am a child of the Most High God. I'm not what the de- I'm not what the world says I am. They tell you, you know what? You see, when you get to the age of 17, you should know there's some chemicals that are working in your body, and you know you begin to act this way, and then you sit down at the internet and you begin to read. It is expected. I know someone whose child. If that child was my child, I would lay hands on him, pray in tongues for like one hour, and all his head would be correct. And the, the mother would go on the internet and read all sorts. He said, you know, when they're not babies, they say when they are six months old, they begin to be, and this boy is given a problem in the house. Because I respect people's homes, so I don't, you know, when there's a man in the home, I don't talk. Except you come to me and say, we need assistance, then I can talk, because I understand believer's authority. I understand my territory. And from day, and this woman will take she has used all her annual leave in the middle of the year. What happened again? And you know, he, he went out and he caught this and he came back to the house and he spread to. When the Bible said the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. When my child goes out, they don't carry disease, they carry God inside of them. They can't, even if I see the sign, I say, no, you can't, it's not your portion, you can't carry it. Praise God. We're all sorry about that. Huh? So, uh, so we said Romans chapter 5, verse 12 to 15. Cool. Now, let's see, now we, we talked about, the Bible says, Adam and Eve, after they ate the food, their eyes were open. And I tried to, tried to quickly run us through what the problem was, what Eve, you know, what Eve ate, you know. The, the, what God told them not to eat. All right. Romans 5, 12, 7. Let's see the consequence of Romans that. Romans 5, 12, 7. So, so, sorry. Romans 5, 12 to 15. Romans 5, 12 to 15. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men. Okay, let's hold on there. You know, because I like to read the Bible not like a British person. All right. <laughs> Some guys are laughing because they knew they knew the joke about this on Friday. You know, British people. No, 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 no. When you are eating, don't rush it. Enjoy it. Praise God. <laughs> when you carry a spoon, you know, chew it very well. You know, and enjoy. It. Praise God. African man. You know, slowly. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now the, the Bible says, therefore, just as true one man sin entered the world. So those guys are ate food. They are allowed sin to enter the world. He said, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Let's, eat, let's take the next one, verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not muted when there is no law. Next verse. That one, because if I start that one, we will not leave here. So let's go to the next verse, 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. Okay, let's hold on there. So, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. So, you may say, well, when I was born, well, I did have not committed any sin. And this is one of the reasons why many people, they are, the next stop of their life is hell, straight. Because they believe in the works and the good things that they have done. God should consider. On whose standard? You are setting standard for God to accept you. I don't understand. Who is higher, you or God? So, you know, because I'm a good person, I give time to church, you know, I do this and do that. So, God should understand. So, that's not a problem. I don't need to accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Really? When you get to hell, you talk about it. Praise God. Now, from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned. So, even pe- as long as the person is born, 
and they get to a place where their eyes are open, where they can differentiate between good and evil, they are spiritually dead. The death that the Bible talks about is spiritual death, where, so where we are separated from God. People enter into that and they are separated from God. Whether you sinned according to the act of Adam that you went to disobey God or not, when you are born and you reach an age, what we call the age of accountability, you enter into spiritual death. Once you can know the difference between right and wrong. You want me to prove it? When you now know the difference between your right and your wrong, you go on TV, you see some stuff. Oh, this is me. Yeah, that's true. You see another one, they tell you, you, comp you, you conform with it. You see another one, you conform with it. You see something, you conform. You, your even your parents will tell you who you are, what you should think. No disrespect to parents here. Yeah. My mother wanted me to be a medical doctor by force by fire. Ah. <laughs> when the Lord gave me the visa to UK, I said, praise God, I've escaped. <laughs> I have gone. Because it's not in me in any way or form. Now, when we get to that point, I, you know, I was sharing with the guys yesterday. I said, you know what? Naturally, just to show us that naturally that... We have been separated from God. When we want to do anything, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie. Say the truth. When we want to do anything, the first thing we think of is ourselves. What do I get out of this? How will it benefit me? Ah, how much time will it cost me? Me first, before God. Me first, before God is natural. No, don't feel bad if you that comes to your mind. No, I'm just saying that we, we are the same. You know, you know what I'm talking about. We are the same, so don't feel bad about it. Praise God. Let's go on, sir. Verse 15. But the free gift is not like the offense. Hallelujah. For if by the one, if by the one man's offense many died, mm -hmm. much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Hallelujah. So the Bible is simply telling us there that if through Adam's sin we were separated from God, through the death, the resurrection, the ascension of Jesus, we are reconciled back to the Father. But this thing is not physical. It's not what you. It's not. It's not in our mind. It's a spiritual thing. How I desire my heart that more of our preachers in the world today, in the church today, will be spiritually minded where they preach and not canalize, physicalize every blessings that we have in Christ Jesus. When I gave my life to Christ, one of the things I when I started going to church, one of the things I saw was that you know people were brought to church on the basis of what they can get from God, and when they get those things their relationship with God is kind of messed up, like, you know what, I've gotten what I want to get. And God now becomes a kind of a money machine, so it's, it's get, you know, go and get, go and get. And then God, at some point, God became a money doubler. If you give 20 pounds to the Lord, I, the Lord will give you 100 fold. So if people want to give offering, they calculate 20 times 100, 2,000. Father, 20 pounds. Pablo school, brother, ah, I receive 100 phones. Really, 100 fold. Seriously? So we've got many things twisted. So it, it makes it difficult for us to be spiritually minded. Now the Bible says to be, to be, to be carnally minded is death. death. When we're talking about death, we're talking about spiritual death. You, you are less conscious and less open-minded to the things of God. I'm still in the introduction. I've not started. So um, let's quick warm it up. But when you are spiritual minded, it says life and peace. Are we having troubles in our heart, in our life? We are unsettled. Then we need to check ourselves. Are we, are we truly being spiritually minded? Do you know what, how you know whether you're spiritually minded? How do you see things? Do you see things from the spiritual standpoint or physical standpoint? What's the spiritual standpoint? How does the, what does the word of God say about a particular thing? Is it based on how you feel or what the word of God says about it? Folks, you are a spirit. Your spirit does not have a feeling. And you need to make your spirit man to grow and to stand strong. Because except we dominate our flesh, the devil continue to rule and guide us. I try to follow my notes so that I will not go there and there, but I'm trying to be a teacher, but I think I want to teach. Daddy said, did you say, did you say you're going to teach? No, no, you, you don't say you want to, you're going to preach. So that I'm trying to, you know, adjust. Praise God. Now, the one I'm talking about, what am I actually really talking about? Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. I'm going to move fast a little bit now. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 2 Corinthians 4.4. Yes, sir. Those minds, whose minds the gods of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, 
who is the image of God should not shine on them. Amen. So the Bible is saying to us that we were talking about silent topic. Okay, let's take 11 so that we can marry it together. 11. 11. Uh, second, sorry, 2 second Corinthians 4.3. Sorry. Yeah. So we can. Sorry, 2 Corinthians 4.3. We can marry together. But even if our gospel is veiled. Yep. It is veiled to those who are perishing. Also, so even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Now he's talking about people who are not saved, people who have not received the gospel of Christ. But how come, why is it difficult to receive the gospel of Christ? Verse 4. So let's, next verse, please. So whose minds the God of this age has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the light of, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. What I'm trying to establish here is that every abnormality you see in this world, Satan is the cause. When people just act weird, all this nonsense you see on the newspaper, on Metro, and all this kind of thing, the bros behind it is bro Satan. Praise God. Mr. Satan. But what is Satan actually doing in the world? First John 2.16, let's see there. What's Satan really doing in the world? First John 2.16. Yeah. For all that is in the world. For all that is in the world. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 says that Satan is a god of the world. And now, First John 2.16 said, all that is in the world, that Satan is governing. Go, for, go on, sir. The lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. The mm -hmm. lust of the eyes. The lust of the eyes. And the pride of life. And the pride of life. Is not of the Father. Please go. Well, go on. But is of the world. Is not of the Father, but is of the world. Hmm. The lust of the flesh, sensuality. How we feel. You know, those, those, those feelings that we want to have just to satisfy our carnal nature. Those sinful desires that we satisfy, that we want to satisfy. It looks good, it feels good. The lust of the eyes, the things that we see. You know, you see, you see that person's wife, oh, she looks good. And I wish I could have her, this kind of thing. Now you begin to press some buttons to get somebody else's wife. You see that person's car, and you just begin to run your life just to get something that, you know you don't have the capacity to get it. You don't even need it. Tell me to come and go get a ring, and I'll tell you why do, Why? Father, help me. When we just live our life based on how we see, and we just want to see some things, pornography is part of it. We want to just see and look at some things. Some guys say they, they, say they like to look as long as they don't touch. They, they just look at, they just look, 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 the girls, ah, she's good. They just look, 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 and it makes them feel good. Lost of the eyes. The Bible talks about them, this loss that they corrupt our soul. It's a flee useful loss that corrupts your soul. We talk, when we talk about your soul, we're talking about your mind, your will, your emotions. You may be saying, what, what does this have to do with identity? I'm coming there. I've not lost my track. Let's go on. Receive this one first. Praise God. Which, which way against our soul? Now we, are finding it, now, we, now we are finding it difficult to stand our ground as Christians because of what we have engaged our eyes, engaged our flesh. Many of us want to, you know, self-made millionaire. Everything now sells, 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 sells. I, 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 you know, I, I, this, I, this, I, that's, I, me, I, me. Hey, bros, ah, sister, alpha. <laughs> I think I this I I I one of the reasons I don't I know business people use this to kind of like describe something but what I've noticed is that it, it sinks a consciousness in you to exalt yourself and see yourself as your own master as a, as, as the one who has enabled yourself to accomplish things and the pride of life is so prevalent in the world somebody step on you like excuse me it's just a mistake. You just go move on. I, 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 I. These three things, as long as we continue to double it, you know, meditate on them and roll with them. You see them on movies. Myself and my wife, sometimes we want to watch a movie. We spend about 90 minutes to look for a movie. So after 90 minutes that we don't find a movie that is a, a, a two-hour movie or a 90 minutes movie, you spend what, for 90 minutes looking at trailer, looking at the description before you find one. When, not, when you don't find one, you now go and look for one old cartoon and just watch. 
I wish God calls me into movie making. Maybe I'll be able to get Christian some good entertainment. And some movies that even when you start watching, by the time it's 10 minutes, we have to stop. Because when they have finished swearing over your head, you're like, where am I? Praise God. Now, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to pull out here is that I'm going to get so much into the details of who we are in Christ Jesus. But I want to really establish the fact that as many of us who are born again here and we are not able to live that effective Christian life, it's because of what we are, what we are meditating on, what we associate with. What we identify with. Let another people. Ah, this has been recorded. Father, should I say it? I'm gonna say it. Okay, let's go. I mean, I won't buy ripped jeans for any reason. No. I know many people wear ripped jeans, and I know my friends wear ripped jeans. So that's why I say when I was starting, I know the Holy Spirit is likely to lead me in some direction. That's why I say, I love. So say it again. Hi, love, brother Tunde. I won't wear ripped jeans for anything. No. Forget it. Because I w- I've never seen a king wear ripped clothes. I've never seen it, so I will never have wear it. I'm not a madman. See, the society fashion cannot tell me how to dress, what to do. I am not of this world. Nobody will drive me to. Nobody will drive me to think low of myself. No. I don't know where that came from. Sorry about that. Nobody. If you, do, if you are not aware of it, it's just that ripped jeans is the one that hit me today, but or there are many other ones. If you, are, if you are not conscious of it, the activities of the world, things that you call trending, they are eating into your soul and making you lose your sense of identity. The association you keep are making you lose your sense of identity. And you are, you're wondering when you are sick, when you have challenges, you cannot confront the devil because you are weak. You are weak. I prayed, I said, myself and wife were praying about this meeting. I said, Father, I pray that by the time I'm done, Lord, I pray, Lord, open people's eyes to see that they are not of this world. We are not of this world. We are sojourners. We are passing through. The Bible talks about the lost of the world. He said they are passing away, and the world is passing away by it. Why do you want to pass away? Why are you identifying with things that are passing away, things that are fading? Who told you you must slap your wife? Who told you must beat your wife? Who told you must give a particular attitude to your wife? Treat your wife a particular way? Where? Genesis chapter what? Even when people were trying to justify divorce, Jesus make it plain to us, go and read your Bible when you get to Matthew chapter 9. He said, make us understand, they said, whatsoever God has joined together, let no man put us on that marriage is for life. If you say something to me, you better put him in his place. That's a friend telling his wife, and the wife is not, and the other one is not married. Hey, women, come on. What is our judgment? What is our criteria? What is our measure? What is our yardstick of our effective life? We don't belong to this world. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, these are things in this world, and they manifest in different, in different forms. The movies you watch, you think they're innocent. They have their mission. I was looking at Nollywood one day, and I, I, scl- I, 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 I screamed through, uh, skimmed through about eight movies. The first eight movies were so about adultery, adultery, adultery. Whether you like it or not, whatever you watch, whatever you give, pay attention to, it's locked up in your soul. You're just waiting for the right atmosphere, right time for you to reap an harvest of it. Sorry about that. I don't know where that came from. That's fine. Let's go on where you come from. <laughs> Praise God. I do not belong to this world. I do not belong here. And I will not conform with them. Okay. Let me give you another one. James chapter 4 verse 4. Not helping to finish this thing before I go. Oh. James 4 4. James 4 4. Yeah. Adulterers and adulteresses. Yep. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Mm-hmm. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. People of God. Now, that piece of the Bible is not written to sinners. Sorry, it's not written to the world. There's some, some kind of philosophy around it. Um, James' book is an evangelistic book, blah, blah, blah. I've not been able to prove that. Praise God. He said, if you want to be a friend of the world, you are making yourself an enemy of God. God will not make himself your enemy, but you are making yourself an enemy of God. 
The Bible says, walk in the light as he is in the light. First John 1, 7. Walk in the light as he is in the light. If you are not walking in the light, you are walking in darkness. John 10, 10. Mr. Lucifer, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's going to make a mess of you. Walk in the light as he is in the light. If you're having issues with low self-esteem and you, or you think you have to always impress your friends, cut away from them. I don't have friends. I only have one guy as a friend. The guy is in Dartford. I only see the guy maybe once in three months or once in four months. But we get, we get to talk. He's a pastor as well. I, I don't need friends in my life. What's the point of friends that we make him? You know, hey, Lord, help me. How can I preach this thing better than this? Lord, Jesus, help me. Say, he that, Proverbs 13, 20, he that walks with the wife shall be wise, but the companion of fools shall be destroyed. The Bible makes us to understand that we should not associate with the world. People who are walking in darkness, don't fellowship, accompany. The Bible says you are different. He said, what fellowship has light with darkness? What does all of this have with your identity? If you look at how you see yourself, how you perceive yourself, is and uh, how you perceive yourself that has not really helped your life. It is based on the things you associate with. You associate with who God did not say you are. Praise the Lord. I should be myself now. Praise God. Yeah. So we talked about the things that are in the world. We've seen the things that the devil is, is able to, you know, I, I, one of the things I said in my news is that it is sad that man now lives in, in subjection to the works of the, of the world. You know, we just live our life based on what we see, what we feel. I think this kind of message that we need to hear from time to time in our churches today until we are able to get conscious of the fact that I am not how I feel. I'm not what I see. Who I am is not based on what the world is presenting to me. I am different. I am different. I am different. I repeat, every activity of so-called trend, fashion, every activity of so-called trend that we participate in, they affect us. They affect our soul, whether we like it or not. Now, the funny thing is that it does not manifest immediately. But when you want to stand up, it's like Samson. When after they've tripped all the seven locks on his head, and the Philistine, the Philistine, when they came to get him, he tried to shake himself, forget, no show. When we have dabbled and messed ourselves up in the things of the world, it looks sexy, it looks nice, blah, 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 and those kind of things. I, did, I think I did a video on sex and just one, one time like that. And I was like, do, do, you know what, do you know what it means? Okay, I think I'm going to go into that, so go help me. Now, we're in church. Well, yeah, I know it's recorded. Well, God will help us. You will understand it. Now, when we dabble with the things of the world and challenges come, we shake ourselves and nothing happens. It's because we have been in a state. You know how the devil kills I still I destroy. He does subtly, bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit. So that when he wants to launch his attack on you, you you'll not be able to, you won't have any strength. When ladies say they want to look sexy, do you know what it means? You want to look sexual and appealing to people so that when they see you, what they are thinking is sex. You are not saying that you're, you've had three boyfriends and all of them, what they want to do is to sleep with you. Well, how do you see yourself? You want to be sexy, sexually appealing to people. And you're not wondering why you're not getting reasonable men. If the Lord allowed me, I'll give you a holy slap. Because what you call for is what you get. Who gave you that concept? Let your cops come out. Ah, ah, ah. Sister, child of God. Child of God. Blood bought. Somebody came from heaven to die for you. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, no, no. Ah. Ah. Somebody died. Go and watch Passion of Christ to give you a bit of idea. Somebody died for you. And you are now trying to entice the world with ah, ah, sister. Ah. That's an insult on the kingdom of God. Back in the days when the devil tried to tempt me with maybe a sister or something, I said, no. I said, where, we, where I came from, the kingdom I came from, we don't do those, that, nonsense, that nonsense. My father doesn't do that identity, where I belong, who I am. Praise God. Everybody say, I love. Brother Tunde. <laughs> say, I love. Brother Tunde. Romans 5, 8 to 11. Romans 5, 8 to 11. 
God demonstrates his own love towards us. Hallelujah. In that while we were still sinners, yes, sir. Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Much more than having now been justified by his blood. Hallelujah. Being justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath through him. Hallelujah. For if we... If when we were enemies, yes, sir. we were reconciled to God yes, sir. through the death of his son, Hallelujah. much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Hallelujah. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Praise the Amen. Lord. Now, it is not our fault that we act in certain ways at the moment. It's because when we were not when we were not saved, when we were not born again, we were carrying the nature of the devil. And those are the things that caused us to do what we were doing. So it's not like a person is a kind of particular bad person that intentionally want to be bad. Right? But we can carry the nature of the world, we carry the nature of the devil, the nature of sin. And God knows that we are so separated from him and we can we, are, we we don't have a fellowship with him. And God created us, created us from the beginning to fellowship with us. The book of Genesis will make us to understand how, even in Genesis 3, after those guys fell, he said the presence of the Lord came into the garden, and those guys, they ran from the presence of God. God wants to continually fellowship with us, and he was always putting in place a system just to allow us to have a kind of relationship with him. But none of this thing could actually reconcile us back to the Father to give us that nature of God, to make us not to end, end up in hell. And Jesus, the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins. When it comes to sin, the only thing that can remediate sin, the only thing is the blood, innocent blood. But the blood of goats and bulls back in the, in the old covenant could not purge sin out of the heart of people. It could only cover their sin and remind them of sin every year because they have to always make that atonement every year. But because God actually wants to put his own nature in us, he wants to walk with us. 2 Corinthians 6, 16. 2 Corinthians 6, 16? Yeah. 2 Corinthians 6, 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, God from time past says what? He wants to be, walk with us. He wants to be, dwell in us. Back in it, God was not dwelling in us. It was, it, it, his presence was locked up in a tabernacle. Where we went, you know, the high priest, if the guy is not careful, the guy said we die because he has to ensure that he is also straight, you know, cleans himself properly before he enters the presence, uh, the presence of God. But God does not want to be separated from us any longer. He wants to dwell in us. And he sent Jesus Gave him the ministry of reconciliation. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, If any man be born again, he is a new creature. All things have passed away and all things are new. All things have passed away and all things are new. And I show us in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is in us. Now, when we give our life to Christ, what happened to us? The Holy Spirit, you know, took out that nature of the devil, that nature of sin out of us. And give us the nature of God. Because it comes to dwell in our spirit. And it brought the life and the power of God. And that's why Romans chapter 5 verse 5 says that. Now the love of hope. You know does not disappoint. Or what, what it's saying. It's that, but the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. By the Holy Ghost who has been given to us. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Ghost was the one who carried out the transformation process. To make us a new person. And what we're carrying in us is now the nature of God. In us is the nature of God. That's why and <laughs> this thing happened in our spirit. It's not a feeling. Maybe few people are going to give their life to Christ. They had a feeling or something happened to them. But, but generally, you know, the rule of thumb is that when you give your life to Christ, it's not something you feel. It's something that happens in your spirit. You want to test it? The things that you like to do normally that you just do, those silly things you do, you know, that you don't care, you don't think twice. When you, after giving your life to Christ, when you want to do them, there's a reluctance inside of you. But now you may see some people who have given their life to Christ, but how they act is, contra is completely contrary to anything that looks like God. It's because they have given themselves so much to the things of the world, even after they've given their life to Christ. 
So they've numbed that that those warning signs. They've numbed it. So we, and the thing is that it don't happen. It doesn't happen just once. It is progressive. It keeps you know they keep all the warning signs. Don't do this. You are not like this. They keep ignoring and ignoring to a point whereby their flesh has now dominated everything in their life. Praise the Lord. So God has reconciled us back through Christ Jesus, has died for us. You know, the Satan was the one ruling our lives, controlling us, kicking us here and there. But God delivered us from his hand. Praise the Lord. So that we can be new persons. Uh, let's look at Romans 6, 6 to 10. And then I'm going to get into Jesus' business and then I'm going to slow down. Romans chapter 6, 6 to 10. Romans 6, 6 to 10. Yeah. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Now, notice that our old man, the man of sin, was crucified with what? With him. Go on. That the body of sin might be done away with. So whether you want to believe it or not, your body of sin, your sinful body has been done away with. It's not a matter of how you are feeling. I'm going to get back. I'm going to get down to that. I'm going to run, I'm going to run in, 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 when, when I get to that point. It's not about how you are feeling. Who do, what do you want to believe? What you feel? What people say about you? What, how you, I mean, the addictions, the weaknesses, and all those kind of simple behavior about you. Is that what you want to believe or what the Bible says? I will tell you one truth. What you believe is what will dominate you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you believe you are your weaknesses, if you believe you are those challenges, those unpleasant circumstances, your uh, past sexual abuse, and those kind of things, if you, if you define, this may sound harsh, but bear with me, we can catch up after service, you know. If you define yourself based on those things, you won't get out of it. That's why as many ladies who fail to forgive people who sexually abuse them in the past, they are not usually free because they still see themselves as a victim of a circumstance and the devil will keep ruling over them. But the Bible says that the body of sin has been not done away with. You want to know one truth? If you have been, dealing with, if you have been struggling with addictions, sinful behaviors, and those kind of things. If you put your eyes on this and say, you know what? No matter how much I feel, no matter the chemical manipulation in my brain, my body, this is who I am. The body of sin has been done away with. My old self has been, has been crucified. I'm no longer a sinner. I may be having these feelings to sleep with a guy and those kind of things, to have somebody caress me and hold me and those kind of things, but this is not where I am. I will tell you, in after a while, your body will align by force. Because what you are simply doing is that you are simply enforcing your spirit man. And every time you confess and you affirm the word of God, your spirit man confirms it. It gets stronger and it puts your body under. Verse 7. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Hallelujah. As many of us who have identified with Christ Jesus and said, I died with him, we have been freed from sin. We have been freed from sin. Go on, sir. Now, if we died with Christ, yeah. we believe that we shall also live with him. Hallelujah. Nine. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over Hallelujah. him. Hallelujah. Ten. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Hallelujah. Likewise, you also. Reckon yourselves to be dead, indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to stop here. So likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead, indeed to sin. You have to acknowledge you are dead to sin. You are Somebody, everybody says, I am dead to sin. In Christ Jesus, I am dead to sin. Sin has no dominion over me. Because... I am now a child of God. Praise the Lord. You have, to, you have to reckon yourself dead to sin. And you have to stay there. Because you are not a feeling. You are not your feelings. You are a spirit. The Bible cannot lie. The Bible says the scriptures cannot be broken. One of the problems we have in our world today is that Christians are lazy. You don't want to do the job. You're not going to get the result. The Bible says we should labor in the world. We will labor in the word of God. Let boy in it. It's not a simple job. The Bible says that you want to be successful as a Christian. Joshua 1 8. Say, meditate on it. Think about it. Day and night. Not just once a week on Sunday when you come to church. Day and night. Every day. Praise the Lord. 
So let me try to wrap up. Now, I was talking about, we're talking about identity. Everything I've said, I wish, I, I, when I get home, I'll try to listen to the message myself so that I can know what I've said, but praise God. <laughs> praise God. But we're talking about identity, but let's look at God's concept of identity. Romans 8.29. God's concept of identity. What he wants us to identify with. How to see ourselves. Yeah. Romans 8.29. Yeah. For whom he foreknew, he, foreknew. Yeah. he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be firstborn among many brethren. Do you have a um, New Living Translation, sir? Hmm? Do, you, do you have New Living Translation? Yeah. Now, so from whom he foreknew, that God knew from the foundation of the world, God wants us to conform with the identity of Jesus. If you get back home and you take your time to read the Gospels and see what the life of Jesus is like, what he entails, how he worked in love, how he worked in the power of God, that is how God wants us to see ourselves. That's the identity that God wants us to identify with. So, you're New Living. Yeah. 829, New Living Translation. For God knew his people in advance. God knew his people in advance. Mm -hmm. And he chose them to become like his son. And he chose them to become like his son. Who are you like? Mark Sugabag. <laughs> Richard Branson. Bill Gates. There are so many more names. I'm not saying these guys are bad. They're doing well. Yeah. But who are you like? I'm talking, that, I'm talking to believers, children of God. Who are you like? Who are you like? Now, this is a spiritual matter. I'm talking about on the inside. I'm not talking about on the outside. I mean, a, a consciousness that you should maintain. Who are you like? Now, if you don't know who you are like, God is saying to us, he wants us to be conformed, to be like his son, Jesus. So he wants to know who to look like. Look at Jesus. Look at who? Jesus. Say it again. Look at who? Jesus. Let's run. Ephesians 2 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We're talking about who we are now. Ephesians. Yeah, go on. Let me just take this one. For we are his workmanship, we are his masterpiece. Special made, custom made. Created in Christ Jesus. Created in Christ Jesus. Which Wait. God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. For good works, which God prepared beforehand. Hey, Lord Jesus, help me here. That we should walk in them. You want to know the works you should do? Jesus said, the works that I see my father do, I do. There's some good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. He has a purpose. He has a calling. He has an assignment for us. That should be our principal pursuit in life. Everything else should be secondary. Because we are his masterpiece. If you get on, go and sit down and, and check dictionaries and dictionaries to see what masterpiece is. Every person, we are not mass products. We may be billions in the world, but nobody in Christ Jesus is a mass product. We are specially built, specially made. That's why we not wear ripped jeans. Ah! I'm, not, I'm custom made. They took, God took his time to recreate me. Ah, it took an insult for God for me to not be identified with everybody. Ah, no. Mm, no. No, 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 no. No. I am a child of God, specially made for a special assignment. I am a vessel unto honor. Jesus has said it. If people in the world don't like me, it shows that I'm a child of God. And because they don't know him who sent me. They don't know him who sent you. Praise God. So bear that in mind. Read this when you get home. Jeremiah 1.5, make us to understand. It says, um, God was speaking to Jeremiah. He said, before uh, you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I, I set you apart. Everyone is set apart. I appointed you unto, unto nations, as, as a prophet unto nations. You are, everyone is appointed unto a special assignment. Our primary special assignment is spiritual, not physical. No matter what industry or sector you are working in, there is an assignment. And that is what you will give an account to God in heaven for. When you get to heaven, give an account. I was a, sen I was a senior chairman or senior director of so so, -so company. No, we can't find them. I was a, they don't count. What has he sent us to do? What has he sent you to do? You find out from the scriptures. Praise God. Right, I want to rush to a close. 
Now, I, you know, like I was talking about the, the challenges we have and this kind of thing, and I, I'll try to make us understand that we're not bad people, right? Even though we're giving our life to Christ, not that nobody is, is, is a bad person, you know, with all the concept of even still committing adultery, fornication after we've given our life to Christ. The reason is this. The reason why we, we, we're going through these things is this. You know, um, Ephesians 6.10. Let's go straight to 12 so that we can, I can shut down. Ephesians 6, 12. Yeah. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood. Yes. Enemies. Yeah. But against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world. And against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Amen. Now the king, as I, thank you sir, as I, as I rush to a close. The New King James Version of King James Version talks about we do not wrestle. Uh, is it, is it e. W. Vines uh, Expository Dictionary defines wrestle as sway. Someone trying to control and manipulate you and influence your life. So what principalities and powers are trying to do is to control and influence the mind of the believer to do what they want us to do so that our life does not represent Christ, so that we not continue to remain a threat to their kingdom or to shrink their kingdom to advance the kingdom of God. And they do this through us many subtle ways. Through the media, you know, use somebody who is, who is unsafe to pass a comment and use people against us. This is what these guys are doing. And we need to be able to recognize this and stand our ground. And how we can stand our ground is by identifying the weapons that God has given to us in Christ Jesus and use them. Believers, you got to pray, you got to speak the word of God. The Bible talks in that, if you read, if you read that version down to 16, 17, there about, it, it talks about the word of God as a sword of the spirit. Praise God. When you get them, go and read the armor of God, you see. God wants us to, you know, to be on the offensive side, not defensive. We've got to learn to stand for something. We should not be passive. So the battle we fight in this world, I mean, the issue we are going through at the moment is how these guys want to deceive us into many things. And that's, those are the things we identify with. They bring different kind of things. And as long as we continue to identify ourselves with those things, we remain weak. Praise God. But we have an action. Our action is to stand out from the world. It's to stand out from the world. You know, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, down. The Bible says that, the Bible's talking about us now. We say that we should come out of the world and be separate. We should come out of the world. And when he says you should come out of the world, he's not saying that you should isolate yourself. He's saying that you should come out of the way they think, the way they do things. Romans chapter, um, Romans chapter 8, verse 12, verse 2. Does somebody have NLT, sir? Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. Yeah. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Ah, I love that one. Please God. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, let's be helping to say this very nicely. Everybody say, I love. I love. Kuratunde. Say, do not copy. Let me borrow your phone. Very help me in this matter here. Say, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't copy them. That's not who you are. You need to understand who spirit you are. Say, but let God transform you out into a new person. So you want to be a new person. A transform, you want to live in life in peace. Say, by changing the way you think. How do you change the way you think? You need to record, reconfigure your brain. With what? The word of God. Put something new in him. How you are acting is based on the movies and all those things you are put in. All those parties, all those ravings, you know, all those all of them. These ones you put in is how you see yourself and how you act, you know. You're looking for a guy, you want to be sexy so that the guy, you know, uh -uh. praise God. Put something new in him. Don't copy them. Friday club. I don't belong there. It's darkness. I don't belong there. You're not trying to be religious. You just know that I don't belong there. I, no. I'm so sorry. I don't belong there. I am different. Satan rules there. If I stay in there, I can do anything. But if I stay in the, in the, in the, par in the perimeter, in the confines and for, that God has given to me, if Satan steps with anything, sickness, disease, I will tell him, guy, you don't have a place here. Get out in the name of Jesus. If you keep walking in darkness, Satan will control you. 
But if you walk in light, you will enjoy your Christian life. I'm not saying you won't have challenges, but you have more boldness to say, Satan, this is not your place. Get out. Praise God. As I shut down, I'm going to read some scriptures to us. You know, uh, what about people? No, so that is how we stand out from the world. And um, how we enforce our, identity, enforce our identity is by speaking. We have to keep speaking it, keep saying who we are. Keep saying it, then our body, we are lying to these things. Praise God. We, it's a responsibility. We must enforce our identity. If you don't keep saying it, keep separating ourselves from acts of wickedness, we cannot be secure in who we truly are. It cannot become conscious. We can't become conscious of these things. Praise God. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.